Hello and welcome to the special Dry Bones Ministries podcast series, Reflections on the Screwtape Letters. I'm Father Adam Potter, and today we reflect on the 28th letter, Perseverance. Perseverance, maybe a, a great theme for us as we're making our way through almost to the end to persevere and do not grow weary, but keep going. And um, yeah, as I said last time, that it's not just getting through different topics or different theories or different ideas, but we're also following along a story of this patient who is winning the battle. And that should give us great encouragement as well to keep following him and that his example might encourage us as well. So let's dive in just a couple of thoughts from this letter. We see the screw tape in the very beginning is disappointed with Wormwood, who's gotten so caught up in rejoicing over the war and how devastating it's been and how the Germans are now dropping these great air raids and bombing different towns. But we see very clearly in this opening paragraph that war is not the end goal. It's not the only emphasis. The emphasis truly is the damnation of the souls, right? What's the spiritual state of the patient, Screwtape keeps asking. And this should just like really startle us that we can so often think that war is um, evil in itself. And okay, so it is, right? But but it's not the only evil, right? That there's a, a deeper evil. There's another even greater, more devastating tragedy that's not just the loss of natural life, but the loss of supernatural life. And this is where as we read through this, book and through these different letters to maybe check ourselves to consider is that our perspective too do we see as a greater loss the loss of a soul or the loss of a life to really have the eyes of god to be able to see oh worse than the loss of a of a life is the loss of a soul do you not know that bombs kill men ask screw tape Or do you not realize that the patient's death at this moment is precisely what we want to avoid? Notice, (laughs) screw tape, yeah, here all of a sudden is going to emphasize not just his physical natural death, but his physical natural life that they need to keep him alive. Why? Because right now, this patient is in a state of grace. And so to keep him alive will allow for his soul to be jeopardized he says look at how bad this is he's in he's escaped the worldly friends with whom you tried to entangle him he's fallen in love with a very christian woman and is temporarily immune from your attacks on his chastity and the various methods of corrupting his spiritual life which we have been trying are so far unsuccessful so there's a a great line in Matthew's gospel where Jesus is talking about who we should fear. And this is Matthew chapter 10 verses 26 to 33. And here's here's the main line, right? He just says, "Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell." And Those are things, right? Again, just to consider, is that what we're really emphasizing in terms of our our 
how we see ourselves? Is it just about our natural life or is it about our supernatural life? Here's another insight from this that C.S. Lewis is revealing that I just wonder if this would rub some fundamentalist Protestants the wrong way. Because what's implied here is something that the church has taught from the very beginning. We see it in Jesus's words as well, um, that it's possible to lose our salvation, so to speak, to fall out of a state of grace. And this is contrary to some of the language of fundamentalist Protestants is that once you're saved, you're always saved. You're good. All you have to do is believe in Jesus Christ and accept him uh, through a relationship, this personal relationship, such that nothing you can do can squander that. And we just see in uh, many of the different parables that Jesus gives about the kingdom, there are those who have been invited. (laughs) There are those who have been invited to the wedding feast And yet they show up and they're not wearing their wedding garment. And what does the wedding garment symbolize? Well, baptism, but it's also a baptism that's been filled out by good works and a life lived for the Lord. And so that at the end of our life, whenever the Lord opens up the door to let us in, if he says, my friend, you're not wearing the right garment. I do not know you. Then what maybe in the beginning was an invitation we've been introduced to Jesus. Maybe we've said yes to Jesus, but if we do not live our life out in response to that, then we can absolutely lose our salvation. And so this is all being played out in the spiritual attack of this individual's salvation. Let's keep him alive. Let's keep him. Right now he's in a good place, but if we allow him to survive this war, then maybe afterwards we'll be able to take him forever. Screwtape even admits he will almost certainly be lost to us if he is killed tonight. (laughs) Tonight, his soul is in a state of grace, but maybe in a couple months, years, that will change. This was a a great line. Screwtape says, they, of course, do tend to regard death as the prime evil and survival as the greatest good, but that is because we have taught them to do so. Do not let us be infected by our own propaganda. End quote. A great line, right? And here's C.S. Lewis in his pithy way, just to break through that lie that we would think death um, as the prime evil. This is also challenging. We've talked about this already today. How many people just value our own natural health, our own life, our own safety as the greatest good? When meanwhile, um, that was as... Screw tape admits, we taught them that. <laughs> we taught them that. Just worry about the natural and forget about the supernatural. Okay, um, then there's this great passage about perseverance that we need to appreciate too. This is kind of the title of this whole letter is about perseverance. The long, dull, monotonous years of mid- middle-aged prosperity or middle-aged adversity are excellent campaigning weather. You see, it is so hard for these creatures to persevere. The routine of adversity, the gradual decay of youthful loves and youthful hopes, the quiet despair, hardly felt as pain, of ever overcoming the chronic temptations with which we have again and again defeated them, the drabness which we create in their lives, and the inarticulate resentments with which we teach them to respond to it, 
all this provides admirable opportunities of wearing out a soul by attrition. Oh, this, uh, this is really something for us to, to take to heart, huh? Of just what it means to be a, a faithful Christian. That life is hard. Life is monotonous. It is filled with the same routines often, right? Again and again and again. And a lot of the same tasks and a lot of the same duties and a lot of responsibilities that aren't all that enjoyable, but we, we have to do, we have to fulfill, we have to get up and we have to serve and we have to go to work or we have to take care of these people or we have to respond to these phone calls or emails or the text messages, right? Like whatever, like the list can go on and on and on. And sometimes it's just like, ah, when will this end? And we can get caught in the moment, right? And missing the eternal reality of in comparison, it's so short. And so to really keep our eyes fixed on the Lord and to persevere, to not lose heart, it's actually in that perseverance that we really find salvation. I don't say that by exaggeration or hyperbole, but Jesus himself says that he who endures to the end will be saved. That's Matthew 24, 13. He also says that in Matthew chapter 10. So right multiple times, Jesus will say, he who perseveres to the end will be saved. Why? Because this is where love is proven through the test of fidelity day in and day out. We get up every day and we hit our knees and pray and offer our lives, offer the day to the Lord. We serve and we love, especially when it hurts, because that's how we prove our love. And then at the end of the day, we continue to give our entire selves to those people that we've given. We prepare for the next day, but we offer our hearts to the Lord as if this is our last day and he might call us home. And so to live in that perseverance of that great trust that it's in the little offerings given with great surrender that are most pleasing to the Lord. But how tempting it is, right? How tempting it is to not persevere in faith, but to give in to the world. Why? Because this world can be really comfortable. <laughs> Here's a screw tape's words. How true is this? Quote, prosperity knits a man to the world. He feels that he is finding his place in it. Well, really, it is finding its place in him. His increasing reputation, his widening circle of acquaintances, his sense of importance, the growing pressure of absorbing and agreeable work build up in him a sense of being really at home in earth, which is just what we want. You will notice that the young are generally less unwilling to die than the middle-aged and the old. End quote. This world is very sticky. <laughs> this world is very sticky uh, in all of the comfortable amenities to allow us just to find ourselves cozied up to this world and to think that this is our home. This is where we're supposed to be. And meanwhile, this isn't home. We are truly pilgrims, sojourners passing through. And the more that we stay in this world, the more that we, the longer that we live, the greater the temptation is to allow ourselves to find uh, our place in it. And a screw tape says, allowing the world to find its place in us. Dear Lord, protect us from the world. Protect us from the comforts. Give us hearts that are even uncomfortable here so that we might have room for you, for you only. Okay, so 
moving on to this letter, we just um, come to this place where we find the inveterate appetite for heaven, right? This like inverted appetite for heaven. Screwtape says, this is our best method because at this stage of attaching them to earth is to make them believe that earth can be turned into heaven at some future date by politics or eugenics or science or psychology or whatnot. Um, I thought this was a really good passage for us to appreciate. There are so many people who are talking this way in the sense of bringing about a prosperity, bringing about this perfect world order. Um, And so there's all this language about if we can just adopt these models, adopt these ideologies, just accept this vision, then all of a sudden we can all prosper and have everything that we want, healthcare, finances, work, go down the list, right? And meanwhile, this isn't heaven. And if we try and make this earth heaven, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't work as much as possible for true justice and charity terrain and the dignity of every single person to be upheld and fought for. But this isn't heaven. And the more that we try and make this heaven, the more that we fall away from our ultimate destiny. A great philosopher, says Screwtape, nearly let our secret out when he said that where virtue is concerned, experience is the mother of illusion. Did you catch this line? I just think this is a, an important one to, to take to heart, right? Why is experience the mother of illusion when it comes to virtue? Well, it's the mother of illusions because virtue is a habit, right? It's a repeated activity, choice, mindset, response. And so virtue is not immediately gratifying. Experience, on the other hand, can be very deceiving or misleading. Uh, There can be many experiences of selfishness, egotism, jealousy, lust, pride, anger, where my immediate experience is gratification. And yet, meanwhile, to get out of that experience and to actually look at it in the full vision of what kind of a person it makes me, it actually rips me away from who I am. How dangerous this is, right? That we might not succumb just to be a prisoner of the experience. But that's where we were back to the temptation of the historical point of view. Remember, never ask whether or not it's true that virtue actually brings us life and allows us to experience excellence and growth and charity. And we also dismiss the authority of the past. Those people who have come before us who say, we should really strive to be virtuous. Don't just be a prisoner of our experience and try and make this heaven because this feels good and this seems to be right. No, go to the truth, the truth of who we are and what we're made for. To conclude in this last paragraph, we have this really, really insightful line. Screwtape says, how valuable time is to us may be gauged by the fact that the enemy allows us so little of it. And he then just goes on to describe how for most of the world's history and really even now looking at our the whole world experience, life expectancy is not long. How many die um, 
in childbirth, how many die as infants, how many die just through age or disease. This idea of a normal life living to our 70s and 80s is actually the exception. Now, since C.S. Lewis wrote this, uh, it's become less of an exception as medicine and science technology have all allowed us to expect to live long. And yet still we see this isn't the idea that we would try and live forever. There's actually something in the mortality, the frailty of our human condition that the Lord would allow us to see this isn't home. We have a home in the Father's house in heaven that the Lord Jesus went to prepare for us and he is coming back again to bring us to himself. Let's close in prayer just asking Our Lord Jesus, to protect us, and especially through the intercession of the great archangel, St. Michael. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Thank you for joining us for the special podcast series, Reflections on the Screwtape Letters. If you'd like to support the work of Dry Bones Ministries, please visit drybonespgh.org. Friends, God bless you all. We're coming to the end, just three letters left. So let's keep one another in prayer. Let's keep our eyes fixed on the Lord and that we might truly, truly take on this spirit of virtue, of faithfulness, of perseverance all the way to the end. God bless you.